welcome to episode 78 of the Knit Actually Podcast. My name is Becky and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually working, some crafty projects that aren't knitting related, and actually attending. So the first thing I want to talk about today, guys, is it is my three-year anniversary. So I started the podcast three years ago on Memorial Day weekend, and here in the U.S. it was Memorial Day just uh, yesterday. So I just wanted to take a moment at the beginning of the episode and thank everyone who has been on this journey with me, whether that's by listening or by reaching out or offering advice or words of support. I appreciate everybody who has helped me along the way that the podcast really has added quite a bit to my life and brought new people and new experiences into my world, and I'm very grateful for that. So I wanted to start with that at the top of the episode. And then I'll jump into the projects that are currently on my needles. It's a little sparse, I have to say. After finishing so much and having so many projects going, I have been a little bit monogamous over the last couple of weeks in terms of my knitting projects. So the first thing that is on my needles that has gotten the most attention certainly is the anemone sweater. So this is a Vera Valimaki pattern. It's a cap sleeve fingering weight summer top and it's got a cute sort of ruffle on one side. I am working on that. It's it's very interesting construction and I'm enjoying that a lot. I have finished the back and the shoulders. I'm working on the front now, and my hope is to join that in the round in the next couple of days and get that moving. It really is interesting construction, and so that's kind of nice. While it's not particularly challenging knitting, it's interesting knitting, and there was some short row shaping and things like that that made it enjoyable, so that was pretty good. Um, I had started the Treskilling, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right, pattern from Pom Pom Quarterly in some beautiful MJ Yarns. Gosh, is it his Colorado fingering, I'm pretty sure? No, I'm sorry. It's the um, Tough Ram is the base. And I got that. It's in a beautiful purple, and I got that at his sale that he had before he moved to Seattle. And that one, I made a fair amount of progress on one of the charts, but it's going to require a little bit of quiet time so that I can watch the charts. So my goal is to get that to the point where I am ready to just join it in the round because I think at that point it becomes very simple knitting. But I'm not quite through the complex part yet on that project. I, I should back up. The anemone sweater is knitted in On the Round, on one of her fingering weight bases, and I had got this yarn because it was part of her second sale. So a couple times a year, she will sell off the things that don't meet her quality control. Honestly, I have barely noticed it. Maybe the skeins aren't super well matched, but I think that's going to give it. It's a speckled skein anyway, so how matchy-matchy do you want that to begin with? So I'm very pleased with that yarn. That's my first time working with yarn from this particular dyer, and so far, big thumbs up for me. Over the holiday weekend, I did want to cast on one more sweater that has been top of my list for a while, and I was excited to jump in and get started, and that was Tegna. So Tegna is a Boylan Knits pattern. It's a really cute, 
short sleeve fingering weight cropped sweater. I'm gonna knit mine longer than it calls for so that it won't be cropped. But the hem is this very cute lace pattern. It's a very oversized, lots of positive ease short sleeve sweater. I think it'll be really cute with a skirt or with pants. I think I could even potentially wear it over like a light summer dress and have that look really cute just because of the way that it hangs. So this is a sweater I've been excited about for a long time. I talked, I think, last episode or the episode before about winding up all these projects so that I had just a ready stash to grab from. And I actually flipped the two. I was going to knit anemone out of this craftsy fingering weight, cloudborn fingering weight yarn that I had gotten super cheap over the winter. And it's in a beautiful turquoise color. And then I was going to do Tegna in the on the round yarn that anemone is in. And then I just decided that with the lace, a solid color would be more to my liking. It'll be, I think, less busy and the lace will pop hopefully a little bit more. So I went to cast this on over the weekend and like I said, it has a lot of positive ease. It was a million trillion stitch cast on. And I do not know what I did, you guys. I don't know what I did to this cast on. I started to cast it on. So it is a lot of stitches. I wanted to have it on a really long needle. I started to cast it on. And then at a certain point, like, changed my mind and went and got a really long cable for my Carbons Interchangeables. And then I did the cast on. I was pretty certain that I had managed to do it without twisting the stitches. But to use this really long cable that I had pulled out, I kind of had to really sort of stretch the cast on out. And then I, I don't know, I like stretched it so tight that the stitches would not move up and down the needle. And I just had terrible problems with it. And, and it was all problems of my own making. And so then I was trying to get them like back off the needle. I unscrewed the tips. I was trying to slide the things back over the end. And finally I was like, you know what? I know I have more than enough yarn. And I just cut it and worked it out and threw that little section away and started over. So I ended up working on a shorter needle, which hopefully will not be a problem. And then I, to, because I was paranoid about the um, problems that I had with the first one, I ended up doing a stretchy cast on, and that was probably unnecessary, but it just made me feel better after I had had so much trouble with the first one. So I'm part of the way through the lace chart. It's about 50-ish rounds of lace, and then again, that one will be stocking it in the rounds, and I can just knit it up. So I am really excited about that sweater. It's a beautiful pattern. It's a beautiful color. I love her work. It's Caitlin Hunter, Boylan Knitworks. I love all of her stuff, and so I'm very, very excited about this little summer piece. And that's really it on my needles. An occasional couple minutes on a sock here and there, but that's really been it. So I was going to talk about some other crafty projects. I don't, I don't always talk about this, and I don't always make time for other crafty things, but with the downtime over the holiday weekend, I teed up a couple of crafty projects that I was excited about I thought I would share. The first one is I had bought myself, I had a credit at Longmont Yarn Shop. So they have like a loyalty card. I think the deal is you buy the loyalty card for a dollar or two and they donate 
all of that money to charity, which is awesome. They're very big and really fantastic about building a sense of community at Longmont Yarn Shop, and I like that a lot. So I had a credit for spending lots of money in there, and I went in, oh, and it was one of those things. So last time I made a big purchase in there, it was because somebody had sent me a gift card. Well, this time it was because I had this credit. I went in with my girlfriends. I knew I had the credit, but I didn't pick anything out on the day. And then I saw on Instagram, they got these cozy blue embroidery kits. And so those, the artist behind those is in North Carolina. They're very cute. They're just very sweet, very simple little embroidery kits. It comes with everything you need. Mine came with three, I guess you still call them skeins, of embroidery floss, the needle, the hoop, and then a printed little piece of, I think it might even just be muslin, I suppose, with the pattern. Mine has poppies on it, so with the pattern printed on it. And then you just kind of follow that as your guide to stitch it out. So it's super cute. It was super relaxing over the weekend. I did not make it ton of progress but it was just a nice soothing project over the long weekend I don't think it'll take me long I'm gonna whip this up and then I'm going to hang it in my office I have a couple of little things hanging on hooks in my office and I thought this would be a cute addition to that so that was the first one the second one was I have been I think I saw it on Pinterest but I've been a little fixated on this idea of felt succulents so I think I saw, I don't know if I saw the kit first or if I saw the thing on Pinterest. Lately, I've been more sucked into Pinterest than I have been in a really long time. And I, I had seen these cute felt succulent kits. First of all, I'm kind of obsessed with succulents in general. And I have a few in my office because um, I don't get direct sunlight. I do get some indirect sunlight. And I'm there more often than I had been, but... Uh, like at Christmas, I was out for a long time, and that's no good if I was going to have like a real plant <laughs> that needed caring and love for me. So, so succulents are kind of just my speed in terms of plants in my office. And then they had these cute felt succulents. And at first, I bought this little kit on Amazon, and I was going to just make the kit as is. It was from a company called Craft Crush. So they have cute. I would say they were for like teenagers. It was a super simple kit. But what I liked about it was all of the felt shapes came pre-cut and cutting those would have been extremely time consuming. So I bought the little kit and I whipped up all these little succulents. It makes like 20 or so succulents. And then I decided that what I wanted to do was make wreaths. And I more than enough to do this idea I had seen on Pinterest, which was, you know, a circular wreath form wrapped in yarn and then sort of just down at the bottom right quadrant of that circle, the succulents just in there. So not all the way around it. And I went out to Michael's over the weekend. I had a 20% off coupon for my whole purchase. So that was fun and bought the little wreath forms, bought some just acrylic something or other in, in a pale gray. Big surprise to those of you who are regular listeners. I bought gray and wrapped the wreath forms, which took me forever. Like I watched an entire movie. I watched The Crooked House, which is an Agatha Christie movie, which I think came out last year, but I don't remember 
seen anything about it when it came out, but it was quite good. Glenn Close was really good. So I wrapped, I watched the movie, I wrapped these wreath forms, it took me forever, and then I just hot glued the little succulents on, and they're so cute. And then I took a little bit of the leftover acrylic, and I took long strips, and I put like 12, bunches of 12, and then I braided it, and like knotted it and braided it, and then I made that as the little loop to hang the wreath. And so I had one that is mostly greens and kind of a pretty burgundy color in it, and then one that is more bright colors and the larger succulents, because they're all different shapes and sizes. The larger ones in that one were kind of a cream color. So I kept that one for myself, and the other one I'm going to give my mom for her birthday, which will be fun. So that was just a really fun, really easy project. I, I did a juice cleanse over the long weekend, and that's kind of my time to be quiet and do some self-care and lots of yoga, lots of naps. And so this was a very, like, just my speed, as opposed to trying to cast on Tegna and making myself nuts <laughs> and wasting, like, a large amount of time. This was very simple and very uh, rewarding little project. The other, there are two projects that I had kind of picked out the stuff for and then I didn't get to over the weekend. So the first is, I think I may have talked about before that I am going to make t-shirt quilts for my boys. So they will be 13 and 16 this year. I feel like that's fun ages for their birthdays to give them these t-shirt quilts with like memories from when they were not, not necessarily like little, but younger than they are now. And so I have a huge stash of t-shirts in the basement and I'm just going to make the giant ones. Like I, there's a whole bunch of places on Pinterest and other Instagram, you can find them. They, you can send the t-shirts off and they'll make you a quilt, which is not what I want to do. Also, it's like $350. It's a lot of money, but they have these measurements. And so you can kind of decide like what you want. So I think I'm going to make a king size quilt for each, which is, eight feet by eight feet according to these websites and if I do 12 inch squares then it would be 64 t-shirts. I'm certain that I have 64 t-shirts and so I think it's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to it. So I went out over the weekend. I just went to Walmart and I bought some nice iron-on um, in interfacing. I was just at Instagramming. <laughs> in interfacing. I almost did it again you guys. Oh my god. It's late and I'm tired. So I bought the iron-on interfacing and then I'm going to cut that first into squares that are slightly larger than I want the t-shirts to be. Then I'm going to take that and iron it. I'll probably cut the t-shirts in half, front to back, right? Then I'm going to place the t-shirt the way I want it on the interfacing, iron it, then I'll cut it down to the 12 by 12 size and 12 by 12 plus a seam allowance. So I got to think that through. But anyways, I'm trying to just make sure that it comes out nice. Uh, I do through my sister-in-law, I guess she knows somebody who would actually quilt it for me so I could make the top and pick up the fabric for the back and get the batting. I think I'm going to do fleece on the back and the batting and then send it off to somebody to actually machine quilt it once it's all pieced. So that's kind of my plan. I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to do some sort of fabric around the edges, but I feel like what I can do is just 
cut them all out, lay them out, maybe even pin them, and then decide if I like it or decide if it if it needs another fabric to make it look cute. So we'll see if I can get these done in time for Christmas. It is going to be a very large project, but I'm excited about it. I think it'll be really cool, and I think that my kiddos would really appreciate it. So that is one thing. Then I saw this other thing. So you guys are going to think I, all I do is look at Pinterest these days, but for whatever reason, that's just the headspace I've been in. So I saw these cute things where you can take ceiling medallions, like those wooden ceiling medallions, and paint them and then just hang them on your wall like their art, paint them different colors or whatever. Up in my upstairs, there's just a lot of hallway space, and I think I only have anything hung on one small little wall. So it's a little bland. The walls are what I would call, what I do call, chocolate milk brown. <laughs> They're pretty, very soft brown, but they need some things to liven them up. And so I thought it would be fun to do these little medallion things. So I bought on Amazon 12 by 12 wood squares, and then I bought two styles of the medallions. I thought I was getting a four-pack of the squares, and I only got three, and they were not cheap. So I think I'm going to go with three. One of the styles of medallion is small enough that I, I'm pretty sure I can fit two of them on the square, and I think it'd be okay and actually kind of cute if I sort of thoughtfully place them so they hang over the edge, so that it would be one style to, to either side and then one in the middle, but only on one block, if that makes sense. Anyways, I'm going to mess around with painting that, and I think that would be just a cute little crafty touch here in my house, which would be fun. I like to do stuff like that. And then the last thing that I've been super into is these paint-by-number kits. So I ordered myself a couple of these. One, I'm going to make poppies, and that'll go in my office along with my cute little cozy blue embroidery kit. I haven't started that one. And then I got this really pretty one that is sort of, it's very abstract, honestly, but it you can tell that it's supposed to be like a sunset over water. And I started that over the weekend, and I've done most of the large sections. And so I would bet that I am somewhere between a third and halfway done with that, which has been really fun. And it's just a good get-me-focused kind of in-the-evening quiet activity. So I'm having a good time with that, and I'm looking forward to the second one. I almost went a little bit overboard with those, but I thought two was good. One for home, one for work. That's reasonable, right? So that's it for my little crafty projects that that are not yarn related. <laughs> that's really it, guys. Um, the next thing up in the segment is just attending. We're getting to the time of year where there's a lot of fun stuff going on, starting with the Estes Wool Market. So this weekend, actually, there's a lot of fun stuff in Denver. If you're local and you're looking for fun things to do, there's some cool things. This weekend, the boys and I are going to go downtown to Larimer Square. And every year, first weekend in June, they have the Denver Chalk Art Festival. So you can go and watch these amazing artists who make these absolutely astonishing chalk art paintings in Larimer Square. And I we've gone the last two years, or maybe it was we went a year and then we were in Hawaii and then we went, we went again last year. I think that's more like what it was. But it's always really fun and... Uh, the brief period that I was working downtown, I just know that area better now. So I feel like I can go 
and we can make a little more of a day of it because I sort of know places to go out to lunch or, or whatever. And before, I, I didn't really know my way around downtown. So that's coming up this weekend. It's June 1st through the 3rd, I think, or maybe it's just only the 2nd and 3rd. And then the weekend after that is the Estes Wool Market, which is always fun for me. It's always a good time, and it's fun to get to go out and do something yarny in my hometown. So I'll probably go up on Saturday, which is the 9th. Boy, I had the dates wrong on that. Okay, so Saturday the 9th is probably my plan for going up there. And then the weekend after that is the Colorado Makers Retreat. I don't think I'm going to make it to this because it's the same weekend as Comic-Con, but I do believe there are still tickets available, and I think there's still space in the workshop, so I just wanted to give a little shout-out. This is hosted by my friend Liz, who is the dyer behind Colorful Eclectic, and then Michelle from Independent Street Yarn. My friend Emily, who is Tightly Spun Podcast now, and used to be the Knitting Butterflies podcast. She is teaching a photography class, how to photog photography, how to photography. I am tired, you guys. How to photograph your finished objects. So that would be a really neat class. I believe the tickets are $75, and then there's an additional charge for each class to pay the teachers. But it sounds like it's going to be a beautiful event, and so you should check that out. It's the Colorado Makers Retreat. Let's see. Then the Fancy Tiger anniversary will be sometime in June or July, and that's always a fun thing to go and do. Hot August Knits is always the beginning two weeks of August, so that's the Northern Colorado, Southern Wyoming yarn crawl. So things like Cowboy Knits, which is up in Laramie, which I have never been to, but maybe this year I'll go up there and road trip. You never know. But also a lot of the fun uh, Fort Collins shops that I like. So My Sister Knits and the Loopy U. And, of course, Longmont Yarn Shop is on the list. And then Yarn Along the Rockies is usually middle to end of August. And that will be all of the great Boulder, Lafayette, Denver, Colorado Springs stores. So if you guys are looking to yarn crawl, let me know. I would be excited to find some people to hang out with and do that. And then I do believe that I'm going to go to the Salida Fiber Festival this year. A couple of my girlfriends and I are talking about um, getting in an Airbnb and going up and making a weekend of that. So that is September 8th and 9th. So that could be a lot of fun as well. And that's it. I hope that you guys are off to a great beginning of your summer. We are easing into summer break. My kids had a great end of the school year and now we're looking forward to some rest and relaxation. So I just wanted to catch up with you guys a little bit and thank you for hanging out. Until next time, happy knitting!